All right, you guys ready? Yep. All right. You're listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast with Kyle Planets. Don't FOMO right. out. That's right. the biggest mistake in this space right now with FOMO. And Duke McKenzie. That's just crazy, right? It's like insane. it's like conversations with thought leaders, experts, influencers, culture shapers, discussing all things innovative, groundbreaking creative developments evolving digital markets. The podcast for those who are curious about what is next. Social media, Web3, NFTs, the metaverse, all the things you need to know about to start planning tomorrow's success today. Welcome to Tomorrow Today. I am your host, Drew McKenzie, and we have Kyle Kaplanis here. How you doing, Kyle? Glad to be back on Tomorrow Today. Glad to be back. I'm giving myself a standing ovation. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) You know what? Today is an emergency, emergency, emergency episode. And the reason why is we just got back from VCon and we wanted to spend 10 minutes just sharing with our audience about what we learned from VCon and what our thoughts were, right? Yeah. About our experiences, what we learned from the event and what we can give back to the audience who weren't there. Let me start off by just giving quick intros and set the table for what VCon was. So VCon is a conference created by the creator of Gary Vee, who is, if you don't know, he's a businessman. He has a famous NFT collection. He owns Vader Media, and he's been pretty prolific in the social media space. And what he did was he started a NFT collection. I believe he launched it at the beginning of this year or late last year called VFriends. And basically it was 10,000 pieces. And as part of that, what he did was he held a conference in Minneapolis that invited all of the VFriends community there to listen to speakers, to go see collectibles, and to have a great three days in Minnesota, in, in Minneapolis. Does that summarize it, Kyle? What do you think? Exactly. It was just more to give back to the entire community of holders and people who are interested to learn about this space and what they're doing. And I think there was a lot of value that I took away from the whole conference. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a little bit about what it was. Now, the interesting thing, uh, I think the most fascinating thing about VCon, I think is whether you love NFTs, whether you hate NFTs, I think that's irrelevant. One of our arguments is that NFTs are going to be the future of everything. And the best example of that was how they used the ticket. Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. Now let's let's talk, talk about it. You 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 go into it a little bit. <laughs> so the the funny thing is, Duke, like you said, love it or hate it. There's a lot of people saying that this technology is dumb and it's a bubble. It's going to go away. This technology is 100 percent the future. But what was amazing about it is you could buy just like going to Ticketmaster and purchasing a ticket. You were able to do that going to the OpenSea website, finding the ticket, being able to purchase it, and putting it in your digital wallet. But what was cool is that the event came with its own app where you were able to link your ticket. So it was linked to the holder. So for myself, it was linked to me. For you, it was linked to you. But what was really awesome about it is it generated a QR code for you to be able to enter into that event. And there's no way that you can make that QR code. Yeah. And wasn't that crazy? Not not only that, not only that, the QR code. So what you did was you got this NFT, the NFT that you bought was your ticket to the event. And then what happened was that you'd go into the event and then the app generated this QR code. The QR code from the NFT would change every 15 seconds. Yeah. Right? Every 15 seconds, this thing would change. And then what it would do is it'd be linked to you, your personal identity, and then you had to show ID. So yep. therefore there was no fraud of going back in and out with all of the tricks and issuances when you go to a lot of sports games, go to all of those things. 
There is no reason why not, if you're holding any event, why you wouldn't do it this way and just get security scan QR codes from an NFT. Why wouldn't every ticket to every event be an NFT very soon? Exactly. No, exactly. From what I've read about tickets online, there's always duplicate tickets being made for events. And sometimes people have gone to a seat and two people have had tickets to the same seat, but because one of them was a fraud, but it looked so real that the entrance point couldn't determine it. And then now what? Whereas anybody can pull up that ticket, go to the blockchain, and you can see that you purchased it and transferred it to me. There's no funging that at all. So this 100%. is 100% the future. And the funny thing is people are eventually going to have an NFT on their phone and they don't even know that they own one because it's a ticket to an event. Right. No, 100%. And that's why when I talk about NFTs, I tell people that it reminds me of like just the general web, right? I started my, my, my career in web one. In 1998, right after college, worked for a dot-com startup. And I remember what everybody was saying about all this stuff is crazy. All of this stuff was not going to be around. But what ended up happening was that the web became not just a fringe. The web became everything, right? You can't escape the web. The web is part of everything. You walk around with a major computer in your pocket all the time. Everybody does. And that's what this is going to be like. That's what this is going to be like is in. This technology will affect everything. And what I liked about VCon is sort of, again, how it opened my eyes was that you saw, oh, this is just an everyday occurrence of where it's literally is part of your ticket and it's an everyday occurrence. One thing that I love about it as well is now it's also a cool piece of art and a collector's item that you get to keep forever. Back in the day, a lot of people used to make scrapbooks and, and all that, and they keep the little stub tickets to like show that they were at an event. What's interesting as well, Duke, this is one of the biggest factors of this is that those tickets were still being sold after because people wanted to collect more. Right. Due to, so you had the opportunity to not only purchase a ticket, but also sell it and make money after the event was even over. That's right, never right, happened right. in the history of events. Right. No, that that's crazy. You're right. It turns your ticket into a collectible that is trackable that you can keep. And look, even though this will be the technology used in every major event. That doesn't mean that every ticket in the world be a collectible, but it does mean that some, and that's an interesting utility and you could track those people after, but you know what I want to get to now is what I loved about the VCon conference was what an eclectic group of speakers and thought leaders that, that spoke, right? That, 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 that were there. Yeah. It wasn't just vomiting web three everywhere. It was a whole mix of different types of people from motivating to yes, learning about their origin stories into this NFT space. You know, Logan Paul was a speaker with the guy from One Direction, Liam Payne, We're talking about their creator journey as just creators as a whole. But yeah, you're right. The speakers there were phenomenal, I have to say. Yeah, my, my favorite speaker, one of my favorite talks was the one with Deepak Chopra. And you don't think of, oh, Deepak Chopra, oh, NFT, oh, technology. That's not the first thing you think of, right? But he talked about how he was using and embracing new technology for his charities and all of those things. But then he gave a general thought about wellness. And at the end, they closed it off with a group meditation. So he was one of my favorite speakers. And what I loved about it was a just diverse group of speakers. And then you said you had a good session with Snoop. Yeah, I did. But first, I wanted to mention, oh, too, because me and you were both in this one. We weren't sitting together, but remember Jesse Itzler? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, well, my gosh. Like <laughs> that was a great... 
So Jesse Insler, he is the founder of NetJets, I believe, and then he sold Zinco Water. He's married to, I think the woman's name is Sarah Blake, the woman who founded Spanx. That talk was amazing. He had a DJ. He had a, you know, like, what what did you love about that talk? Oh, my gosh. I I left that talk, like, pumped, and I'm, I'm still pumped. I had goosebumps. Watching that event. And and he was just a phenomenal speaker, but I think it left the entire crowd in awe. People had tears in their eyes. People had goosebumps. He was a phenomenal speaker at that event. No, uh, he was, he was great. It was great. He was great. I really enjoyed watching that as well. Yeah. And then like you mentioned Snoop. Oh man, that was very, very interesting. It was uh, Snoop, his son. And uh, was it a death row records? Yeah. Yeah. The death row records team, which I didn't know. But Snoop actually just acquired and purchased Death Row Records. I knew that. I read that. He he purchased yeah. the Death Row record, Records rights. Right. So now he owns that. And this was what blew me away. And this is why this technology is moving forward is going to be phenomenal because he now owns that. He owns the masters to his songs. So he actually has full ownership of it. But he wants to give that back to his audience. Oh, really? So How for, so? How? What was he saying? He was saying that people are going to be able to own his songs, they're going to be able to own a piece of it. They're going to be able to monetize off of his music versus before in the past, you bought a cassette, you bought a record, you spent money on tickets to go to see these people and never made any monetary value. Now he's willing to give his fans some of that partnership to do these things and be able to possibly monetize, sell tickets, be able to resell things and, and be a part of the community at the larger scale, which to me is insane. Oh my God, that is incredible. It's funny how he turned around he bought Death Row, but I don't think he would buy the record label if this new technology wasn't there because he figured, well, what am I going to do with it when I buy it? How am I going to reinvent that brand? Exactly. And, and another thing, what he mentioned too, because he bought a board eight. Right. And this is what he said. And this is what he was trying to talk to the people that were listening. He said, look, you realize that I have the IP rights of this image. So he was talking to his team and he's like, this is a cool picture, but what are we going to do with it? He's like, let's not sit on something that we can use. Let's make this a character. And he said, quote, unquote, I'm going to Mickey Mouse the shit out of this board. Eight. I love it. This is a cool picture, but what are we going to do with it? Like, no, yep. that, that makes sense. You know, it's funny. I know that we're talking about Beacon and everything, but we've been spending a lot of time together trying to figure out what are people going to do with most NFTs come with the IP rights. How are all these holders going to find alternative ways to monetize those rights? You know what? The CEO of that company that we're consulting with, Karen, will be an excellent guest for an upcoming podcast. When she's ready to go, we can talk about that. Before I get into the last part of the question, I also want to say, like, I only caught a little bit of them, but I love the musical performances at the end, right? Like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It wasn't it great. Like, I believe Wyclef performed, Miguel performed, a bunch of other people performed. That was a lot of fun. I think that was another cherry topper on the event for people to learn, but then also be able to have a place for people to get entertained by some of these awesome artists who are in the space and are open to Web3, but also to have performances by some of these amazing artists was just insane. Yeah, that was good. And then and going back to sort of putting NFTs in real life, you take what you said about Snoop, how he said, okay, I have this bored ape. I own the IP rights about this ape. So how can I Mickey Mouse the shit out of this ape, right? Like that's. Yep. That's an interesting, I'm actually going to borrow that quote uh, yep. for something. How can I Mickey Mouse the <laughs> shit out of this thing? But you also get a look at how Gary Vaynerchuk 
like you take a look at the characters he's driven, how he's trying to turn them into toys, how Mm -hmm. he's trying to turn them into cartoons, into movies and all those things. And again, this is not a Gary Vaynerchuk fanboy podcast. What we're trying to say is what I loved about the conference. and, And I think it goes back full circle is it really put this new technology and what everyone is talking about. And it happened at a perfect time. It was great that it happened during the crash, during this winter yeah, that bear we're market. in. Because mm. the bear market, because now what it does is it forces everyone to talk about the real value of the product versus just day exactly. trading. I'm not a day trader. I, I buy a few things, but I do it to learn and to understand. And I think that the day trading, look, God bless everybody. The way, however you make money, that's fantastic. It's just, I think that the day trading sort of clouds the fact that this is a great technology and this will be the future. 100%. I think a lot of people mentioned that on stage that the bear market is the time to really go on and, and have a good time and educate because that's the, that's what's going to change the future. And Gary V did mention this multiple times. He said, educate, 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 educate is where we are specifically when things are down and there's a lot of negativity around it from the outside. And, and the reason why educating now is a great time for the mainstream audience to get in at a lower price point. Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? So that, that was great. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything that you'd like to, to leave with the Tomorrow Today audience before we sign off? Yeah, I just wanted to mention this was another really cool thing. So going back into the ticket aspect of things and where utility can come from is that Snoop Dogg mentioned at the very end. So this was the closing talk at the conference. It was Snoop and, and Gary Vee was closing it off. And they announced that they are doing a collaboration together. They couldn't say what it was, but Gary Vee said it is huge. And Snoop Dogg said, oh, you guys aren't even ready yet. And they said that it's going to give access to something. And we don't know what that is yet. But everybody who owned a ticket to the event. Oh, that's great. We'll get one of these. Yeah. So we're, oh, so we're getting gonna, something, so this, bro. So this ticket, it's going to be airdrop. And that's a great, see. It's going to be airdrop. The ticket allows you to have a, a relationship and everything like that with your audience and allows you to keep building on that. That is great. That is great. Yeah. So that's well, exciting. So, yeah. I think that's a great way to close it off. I think yep. that's a great way to close it off. You got Kyle Plantis here, ladies and gentlemen, Duke McKenzie. We are signing off. High five, Kyle. And we will talk to you guys. We got another episode this week. So here yep. we go. We're just pumping it out, pumping it out, pumping it out. Talk to you guys soon. Talk to you.